Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're going to talk about how God's not finished yet. Brilliant. What a relief. God has not finished. He's not finished with his kingdom purposes and he's not finished in our lives. He's got a plan. He knows what he's doing and that just speaks such hope to us, doesn't it? Such massive hope and we... We need hope. I mean, here in the UK, we're in lockdown and we need hope that's not just in vaccines or government cleverness. Just that wonderful reminder, Lord, you are you are on the throne and you are in control. Yeah, we just need that encouragement, don't we? Stirring our hearts to just about the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the character of God that we just hang on to that in the midst of the circumstances we're in. We could choose life. Yeah. God's going to use this time in our lives and he's getting us ready for his his purposes. And you might think, well, how's God getting me ready when all I'm doing is homeschooling and maybe you're not even doing that very well. (laughs) Maybe screaming at the kids. I understand all that. Been there, done that. Um, Maybe working from home and and, you know, consumed by work. Maybe for some of you doing nothing and feeling like, well, is is my life on hold is is god on hold is god even working right. through this time yeah actually there's an encouraging verse in john 5 17 it comes at the end of this passage where jesus healed somebody on the sabbath and then of course true to form that the pharisees have a go at him for it and and jesus just says these simple words he says he just says my father is always working mm. and so am i isn't that brilliant? Right. Yeah. So he, he is at work. God yeah. is at work. Yeah. Whether we can see what he's doing or not. Exactly. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? When we're in these difficult times, we often call them the wilderness times or the desert times. We don't know what God's doing. There's those difficult times in our lives. And it's when we look back, we can think we can see what God did. Right. But in those moments, those hard moments, but the, it's these moments where God does his most brilliant work in our lives yeah i mean we had a as a family we had the real privilege actually of serving god in florida for nearly nine years sounds like a real tough assignment doesn't it um near the beach and everything else um but the the truth is that for us trying to establish ll in the states it was really tough yeah really tough even if the sun was shining and there were beaches all right enough (laughs) Right, so it was tough because things weren't going the way we expected them to go. There wasn't the growth that we were hoping to see and all those kind of things. And for me, and, and as we look at that time, we would describe it as the hardest years of our life, yeah. but the best years of our life, mm-hmm. because it was really in those times that we grew the most. And I, I honestly think without the challenge of that, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have grown in the way that we did. And yeah. particularly for me, I felt in that time that you know, this this issue in my life was raised to the surface, which was, it's all my fault. Yeah. I, I just felt like a total failure as a leader. And if somebody else had led it, it would have been okay. And all this kind of stuff was going on inside of me. And, and God did a deep work in yeah. me over that, mm-hmm. which is great. But, but I wonder, would he have ever got to that issue? Yeah. And that's it, isn't it? Unless we, unless we, let him lead us and or maybe we're just being forced into these times right. of wilderness and hard you know difficult times this is where the the real nub of things the real issues on the inside are, are coming to the surface and it's and the, the thing with it is when we look back on america we know the end of the story if you know what i mean right, and we know right. that that 
you know, that God was faithful to us, so incredibly faithful to us. But at the time, we, we wanted time, to run away. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, it was really, really tough. Yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, as God uses these times, this is where the real stuff that's inside comes to the surface. Yeah. So, you know, no, no more, the, the coping mechanisms are stripped away. Right. Aren't they? You know, when you're at home all day long and you're not going out to the office and you haven't got that There's break. There's no escape. There's no escape. Right. And suddenly the real, the real us, the real issues are going to come up, you know, the anger, the frustration, the fear. And we can feel annoyed by that, can't we? Like, yeah. oh, why can't I just control this better or, or hide this away more? And oh. Yeah, we think that's the answer. If we could just manage it better. Yeah, just push it down a bit more. Mm. But actually, if we just let the Lord in, we'll mm. find that he really does. He can, we can start to, yeah, really yeah. find healing and find, find freedom. Yeah. But yeah, all these things, you know, if you're finding that insecurities are coming to the surface, doubts, fears, actually, we can almost even be like, well, thank you, Lord, that these things are coming up because it means I can do business right. with you. And while they're hidden and packed away nicely, we, we either forget that they're there or we, we don't know that they're there. That's right. I mean, I think as Christians, sometimes we have this wrong belief that as a Christian who loves God, all should be well for me. I should be happy all the time. Nothing bad should ever happen anywhere mm. near me. I mean, I think these are some of the beliefs we have, you know, and, and, and yet the wilderness actually does play a part in God's mm. work in us, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, even Jesus, I mean, the very first thing that happened after he was baptised was that the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. Yeah, and that wasn't because of his badness no. or his wrong, because he couldn't no. do any wrong. It was, I mean, it it was the Father's my, will, wasn't it? No, it wouldn't be my first choice of where to go no. after being filled with the Spirit of God, but that's where the Father led him, and, and it served a purpose. Mm. And these wilderness times for us, they serve a purpose. Mm. They give us that opportunity to say, yes, Lord, do your work. Pull out this stuff in me that's that's holding me back and that's this blockage between me and you and these insecurities and fears. Help me, Lord, to be renewed in these different ways. And I think if we embrace it that way, yes. then, then we can allow the Spirit of God to move in our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. I've... Um I think one of the things that the Lord wants to do through this time is to really bring us back to that place of real first love. I don't know how to say it any other way, really, yeah. but just that focus on him and that that would just say, Lord, I, I, I just love you and I want you to be everything in my life. And I felt impacted by it um, because I've been reading Hosea. And, and like it always is, it's when you touch something of God's incredible love for us, it makes you want to fall more in love with him. It makes you fall more in love with him. Yeah. And so when you read Hosea and you see this incredible love that God's expressing for his people, Israel, but really for us, for, for me and you as well, you, you just think it's incredible. This redemptive, sacrificial love, just yeah. amazing. And I think that the Lord is beckoning us to him to show us that love, that we would fall more in love with him. So one of the verses in Hosea that's really impacted me is in Hosea 2, verse 14 and 15. It says, but then it's headed, the Lord's love for unfaithful Israel. And it says, but then I will win her back once again. Maybe the Lord wants to win us back yeah. and I will lead her into the desert. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and speak tenderly 
to her there. Speak of his love, this incredible, incredible love. And I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Wow. I just think that's so beautiful. I think that probably for a lot of us, we could feel like we are in a bit of a valley of trouble. Hmm. And um, just the Lord really wants to transform transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope and maybe he just wants to speak tenderly to us to reignite a response in our hearts that we would just touch something more of his heart for us yeah to have that first love yeah yeah. it's talked about isn't it in revelation 2 this church that clearly at one point really had a passionate love for the lord but it had dimmed yeah I think that's the challenge for us. We kind of ebb and flow a bit, don't we, in our love for the Lord. And there's this call for a more steadfast love Mm. and a a more pure, deep-seated love for him. And uh, there's this other verse that we've been looking at a lot, isn't there, from 2 Chronicles 16, the first part of verse 9. It just says, "The, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Yeah. And, that is amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, it's amazing that God is searching through the earth, looking. Mm. I mean, He's looking for whose hearts, whose hearts are fully committed, and and He's doing that because He wants to strengthen them. Mm. He wants to bring life to them and support and rescue and all the rest. But there's this challenge in there, isn't there, of this heart being fully committed? It's not half-hearted. It's not one foot in the world and one foot in with Him and. I kind of half love you and I've compartmentalized you. Mm. It's this this full on, I'm fully committed. Um, Just focused. I know. think it's that, isn't it? I think when we're fully committed to him, when we're really, he is our first love, we, we've got our eyes on him. And That's we, right. That's right. I, I think it's like the horses. We've got a lot of horses around where we live along the roads. We're forever having to pull over and let the horses come past, aren't we? And they always have these blinkers on to cover their eyes and I often think if we had that it would be so much easier yeah we could just have blinkers and just this pure focus on God you are you are my focus but it's not like that and yet we want it to be we that's what we want yeah I think that's that's one of the things I think that God is really asking for us isn't it is to lift our eyes yeah off the circumstance and onto him and I mean, classic story from the Bible would be Peter walking on the water, wouldn't it? Of yeah. how he stepped out of the boat and in the middle of the night and with waves crashing everywhere. But because he was focused on the Lord, he was really able to walk on water. I mean, totally amazing miracle. And then this moment comes, of course, where he suddenly is aware of, hang on a minute, what on earth am I doing? You know, and there's waves everywhere. And now he starts looking at the circumstance that was there before. Mm. But before, when he was looking at the Lord, it was somehow irrelevant. And now it became very relevant, like, ah, panic station. Of mm. course, he started to sink. And I think it's so much the same for us. Like the Lord saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, look yeah, at me. Stop. Yeah. But there's something so powerful about circumstance, isn't mm. there? For us as human beings in a physical world, we we hear the news, we we experience things personally, we read stuff, mm. we see stuff, and it and it just kind of flicks this switch for us where our eyes come off the Lord and they go onto the circumstance and suddenly all we're thinking about is the pandemic and the economy and am I going to lose my job and what's mm. going to happen with my family and will we get sick and and suddenly our eyes are off the Lord and we're sinking yeah and it's like the waves have just got so much bigger than God 
because yeah. they're what we can touch and feel and they're the things that, I suppose for, for Peter as he was in the water you could feel the waves couldn't he you could feel the right. you could probably you know you can feel the wind and and it's it's what we can feel in the reality sometimes it just becomes bigger than God yeah and yet I, well this is a verse I love in Isaiah 41 starting at verse 9 and it says for I have chosen you and will not throw you away don't be afraid for I am with you don't be discouraged for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will hold you up with my victorious right hand mm. that brilliant yeah. brilliant for us absolutely brilliant and it makes me think there must have been lots of um people in the Bible, lots of the characters that we know the end of the story with, you know, the Israelites, we know that they went through the Red Sea. We know what happened at the end. And yet in that, the moment in the middle. Yeah. wonder how it felt for them. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and they needed to know, like us, they needed to know that God had a plan that he wasn't finished. Yeah. We know because we've read the whole book. Right. It's easy for us, right? <laughs> yeah. I often think of Joseph in that situation, you know, because he felt this massive call of God on his life and then things went a little bit south when his brothers basically beat him up and were going to kill him and then they threw him in a pit for him to basically die there. I mean, he's probably in the middle of the pit thinking, well, maybe I heard wrong. What's God up to now? And then along come these, these Ishmaelites from Gilead who were traders who were on their way to Egypt and they just happened to pass by this pit where Joseph was at the very moment where he was in there and the brothers are debating among themselves, what should we do? To the point where now this decision's made to sell him as a slave mm. to the Ishmaelites who then take him to Egypt, which then the story goes on and ends amazingly. But in that moment, I mean, yeah. the fact that God had the caravan leave Gilead mm. at whatever point, in time that was that they would coincide perfectly with Joseph being in the pit that would take him to Egypt. Yeah. Like you say, at the end of the story, it's, well, it's all easy to look at, you know, yeah. but in the middle. Yeah. I've been he... so many times of wondering, you know, mm -hmm. God, where are you? What mm -hmm. are you doing? How are you possibly in control right now? Yeah, because often God's working. Well, he's always working, isn't it? And we can't see it. We don't know. Joseph didn't know what the big picture was. He'd, and yet right. it just takes... For all of us, just that that's where trust comes in, isn't it? Where we're yeah. saying, God, I'm I'm trusting you and I'm I'm believing that you've got the big picture, believing that you're not finished. And you know, we, we understand that for some people listening to this podcast, well, hopefully it's encouraging you, it's lifting you up and remembering that God's faithful, God's trustworthy, and his character won't let us down. He he can't let us down, but you know, as we talk about trusting God, we understand that there are other people who who maybe find that really hard or, or don't even understand what trusting God is or, you know, for all sorts of different reasons. Maybe yeah. maybe people who've been very betrayed in their lives, they've trusted somebody and they've been really let down and really hurt. And so then there's people like us talking about trusting God and it just seems impossible. Yeah. impossible yeah yeah i guess if everything you've trusted in has failed the people that you look to at one point in life or another who were supposed to be trustworthy if they yeah. then became untrustworthy it it really can shake you can't it and yeah. in some ways it's difficult to trust it's difficult to trust god anyway mm. because we can't see him can we so that faith is always involved yeah which may, i mean it'd be much easier if every time we prayed god appeared 
in all his glory, we'd be like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> but there is always this faith element that's needed. But if you add on top of that, then difficulty of experiences of life where that's been tough yeah, and trust has been broken and there's been betrayal and uh, yeah. we've learned how to survive on our own. We've had to become our own strength and our own support and mm. our, our own answer. Yeah, It becomes even more of a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's a case of bringing these things to God, isn't it? You know, maybe maybe we even feel like God's let us down. Yeah. He hasn't, right. he can't, yeah. but we feel it. And, yeah. um, you know, maybe we've trusted him for something that hasn't changed. And, yeah. and you know, the enemy comes in and, and wants to whisper that he's unfaithful and there's, you're the exception to the rule, you're not loved or whatever it is he wants to do. But... I think it's just a case of being real with the Lord that this is an issue. This is something that I'm struggling to do, to, to really trust you. And, and maybe it's a time now in this time is a time to look at the people that we need to forgive, the people who have hurt us and betrayed us. And, um, and it's a time to forgive and release them and bring his healing. Ask the Lord to bring his healing in and maybe just talking to a friend about it and, or writing out to the Lord, and but why not do that? I th fantastic, because we need we need to be able to reach out and and know the trustworthiness of God and the faithfulness of God. That's our anchor. That's our hope for these times. So I guess what we're doing is we want to we want to take that step, don't we? That step towards trusting Him, and it might just be a small step at mm. first, but it's a deliberate step. It's saying, mm. Lord, I, I don't want to just go through this on my own and I don't want to try and navigate it myself. I believe, Lord, I believe, I choose to believe that you are you are God and that you are good. And so I'm just going to take that step of faith, that small step just to say, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to believe that you're in charge. And, and I'm going to do that even if my, I don't feel it. Yeah, that's the big point, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's not about whether we feel it, but right. it's that choice. And I remember when we were in Australia and we'd, we um, were out there for two years, which was, <laughs> we go to all the sunny places, don't we? we? Do, yeah. And um, we had our, we took our two sons with us who are now big men. All three of our sons are men. And I was pregnant with our youngest son, Isaac. And uh, just uh, just had him out there in Australia, a long way from home, and uh, just was exhausted. As it was a, he was a cheeky little thing, and wouldn't, wouldn't sleep. Wouldn't sleep. I remember that well. <laughs> Seemed to think that sleep was beyond him. Thought he should Boring. just be playing and cuddling, yeah. even as a tiny baby, and uh, quite happy, but just. Wouldn't didn't sleep. want to sleep so that was Isaac and um and I was exhausted and you know yeah your hormones are going off and you you just wonder can I survive this <laughs> what's gonna happen right. and there was this Jeremy Camp song I will trust in you that I just used to play and I used to say god I am trusting in you I am trusting in you and Isaac could be giggling around and we'd be walking around and I'd be lord I'm just trusting in you and sometimes it's just that it's just simple those simple words i am trusting you yeah. <laughs> i am trusting that we're going to get through this and i am going to sleep um or whatever one day, it, one day, it one day. <laughs> um i'm trusting you i'm trusting that you're you're with me and you're going to help me I, I just is that and sometimes that just those simple words i'm trust you god i trust you it's warfare it's what actually pushes back the enemy that is trying to whisper in well, like we talked about last time, overwhelm, exhaustion, just panic. 
and you can't cope, you know, you're not going to be able to cope. And that, that simple, those simple words, I'm going to trust you, Lord, that come right from inside, uh, that are beyond what maybe you feel or what circumstances say, but it is warfare. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to ever be fearful of the enemy, but we also don't want to be ignorant of the enemy, do we? And I think he is always trying to undermine the character of God. Yeah. And so... It, so it, it, I think it often even happens that we might even pray a prayer, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I put my hope in you, Lord, and I believe that you are who you are. But we might not feel any different after that prayer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The circumstances might be exactly the same. We still might feel a bit fed up and a bit whatever the circumstance is. And I think that's the time where the enemy comes and he says, oh, well, you see, it doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. Just sows that seed in of doubt or well, it might work for other people, but not for you. Yeah. You know? And then that, that, the danger is that that then causes us to give up, mm. like we're just going to give up. And we mustn't be ignorant of the enemy in this. Like yeah. he, the last thing he wants, I mean, the absolute last thing he wants is for us to run to the Lord and to find the Lord and to to put our hope in the Lord and our mm. trust in the Lord. And so and so we've got to not give up. We've got to keep going. Yeah. Well, the enemy hates hope, doesn't he? I mean, if it we does, are yeah. when we when we have hope, something something stands up and we can we can be available for the Lord and we yeah. we can we draw close to him. So he hates it when we trust God. He hates it when we surrender yeah. to him. And I think one of the most powerful things that the enemy use is is the what I call the what ifs. Yeah. You know, the those whisperings, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, what if I get COVID? What if I what if I lose my job? How will I cope? It's always the what ifs. Yeah. And as I've gone through my own journey with the Lord and I'm very very able to go down the lines of what if got a really good imagination but i found that actually when we turn that around and we take hold of those what ifs and we and we you know maybe what if i lose my job and we say lord this is this is what i'm struggling with what if i lose my job but i'm going to trust you even if i lose my job i'm going to trust you and it's almost like turning yeah the what ifs sounds a bit corny but turning the what ifs into even if yeah so whatever those what ifs are that are whispering in your heart what if what if i get covid what if i can't cope what if the children end up in hospital does the enemies he can create any number of what ifs but we say even if yeah. Even if that happens, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm yeah. going to trust that you're still with me. You really still like help that. me through. Yeah, I love that because it's not dependent on the circumstances. It doesn't mean that the circumstance necessarily even has to change. It's just saying, Lord, whatever's, whatever happens, I'm going to trust you. Yeah. I'm not just going to trust you if things go well or if you do things the way I think you should do them. I'm just going to trust you, Lord. Because it doesn't mean everything's going to suddenly get better. No. Circumstantially, does it? No. But it can mean that we can enter into a place of peace that we've not known before. And we, inv we invite God in to yeah. that place of worry and that place of panic. And then we can experience that peace. Yeah, because he he's going to help us, even if, even if, even if, whatever the even ifs are, yeah. he's going to help us. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to work in it. We are not going to be on our own. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Right. Well, we want to encourage you all today, anyone listening to this, to take some time. Um, it's a good period in history to do that. Um, so take some time 
focus on the Lord and, and just be real maybe today, just about the things that you are struggling with, the what ifs that Kath just talked about. Maybe there are some of those going off. What if this happens? What if that happens? And maybe so maybe it'd be helpful to make a list and to just write down the things that you particularly are struggling with. Some of those what ifs that Kath mentioned before and just deliberately kind of talk to the Lord about those things, be real about them and, and invite yeah. the Lord in. That's it. Yeah. And that, that's it, isn't it? We're just asking God to help us. Yeah. <laughs> we need his help. He's an ever present help in times of trouble. And one of the things I really want to encourage you with is that he is interested in every area of your life. Don't, mm. don't, don't fall into the trap of compartmentalizing God and thinking he's only interested in our spiritual life right. or defining what our spirit, what is our spiritual life? I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a question, isn't it? But we, He's interested in every area of our life and therefore every area of our life is spiritual. So whether you homeschooling or you've worried about whatever it is, we he wants to help us. He wants yeah. to, to be a part of that. Yeah. And, we, and, you know, one of the things we want to encourage you as well with is is to really embrace worship. Um, yeah. Because I think during this time, one of the things that's happened is that we, we've kind of felt crushed. A lot of people feeling crushed in yeah, the spirit you know, and the heaviness yeah. over us and there's something about worship that just lifts us and mm. we've talked a lot even just today about lifting our eyes and focusing on him and and and, and how important that is how life-giving that is and so there's lots of worship out there that really does that and actually even yesterday we Kath and I were listening to this song that we shared with our team because it really blessed us so if you just go to YouTube and search for Turn Your Eyes by Natalie Grant, you'll find about a 10 minute long video there. And it's just beautiful. And yeah, it, it really lifted our, our hearts, didn't it, as we as we played that yesterday. But there's plenty of other ones mm. out there. So Yeah. And, and I think as well, I want to encourage you to encourage other people. This is this is where we the body god's body we need each other we need each other we're yeah. a family we you know reach out and you know f make the effort phone a friend or drop them a note say that you're pray for them pray for pray for our neighbors pray for each other and just be encouraged we've got to lift each other up we've got to remind each other haven't we to yeah. set our focus we need that constant reminder it's that reminder isn't it of what this this podcast has really all been about that God's not finished. He's not finished. He's not, he's not on holiday somewhere. He's not distracted. He's not on furlough. He's not in lockdown. He's trustworthy. He's alive and he's, he's moving and his kingdom's advancing and he's got a plan and, and we can hold on to him. Yeah. And, and this is what, this is our hope. Yeah. He, he is returning. He will draw those who are his to himself. We yeah. will be with him forever. I mean, this is our hope. And, um, just want to read the, the words of Isaiah 41, 13. It just for, says, For I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I just want to finish with um, the words of a Don Francisco song. Um, I, when I was younger, my dad loved Don Fran listening to Don Francisco music and isn't the coolest thing in the world when I was 16 but I remember writing it out into my bible and and it's um just the words of a song that have really ministered to me in my life so I want to just read them to you it's from the song um I'll never let go of your hand it says I know what you've been hearing I've seen you hide your fear embarrassed by your weaknesses afraid to let me near 
I wish you knew how much I long for you to understand. No matter what may happen, child, I'll never let go of your hand. I know what you've been forsaken by all you've known before. When you failed their expectations, they frowned and closed the door. But even if your heart itself should lose the will to stand, no matter what may happen, child, I'll never let go of your hand. The life that I have given you, no one can take away. I've sealed it with my spirit, blood and word. The everlasting father has made his covenant with you and he's stronger than the world you've seen and heard. So don't you fear to show them all the love I have for you. I'll be with you everywhere in everything you do. And even if you do it wrong and miss the joy I've planned, I'll never, 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 never let go of your hand. Mm, Lovely. Let's pray, shall we? Yeah. Lord, we just thank you that you're not finished. Yeah. That you're not finished with the big picture of what's happening in the world, Lord, but you're not finished in your work in our life, that wonderful work of the potter with the clay. And Lord, even today, we just want to give you permission to work, Lord. We want to give you permission to change us and renew us and to do those things in our hearts that need to be done, Lord, that would draw us closer to you. Would you reignite, Lord, that first love? Draw us to that place where where you could speak tenderly to us. Mm. I pray, Lord, for each one listening who maybe is feeling uh, really weighed down at this time, that you would be very present with them by your spirit, Lord. Lift their spirit. Show them, Lord, that you are who you say you are. You are faithful and good. You're with them. You'll never leave them. So we thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you're encouraged and maybe you can reach out and encourage others. And stay safe and God bless. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.